No Jumper, man. What's up, man? I'm T-Real. And I'm glad to have my homeboy here, K-Boy, man. It's been a long time coming. Man, I've been knowing this young man for a very, very long time. We've been through it all, man. I didn't seen him go through it all. And, you know, right now, I'm glad to have him sitting here. And I'm going to try to get real familiar with this nigga right now. What it do, girl? Happening, bro. What's the deal? You good? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad to see you sitting here, you feel me, doing your thing, you feel me, looking like, you know, a whole bunch of positive-ass energy. Yeah, I'm glad to be right here on this no-jumper couch. It's been a been a long time coming. Yeah. Yeah, and I damn near had to cuss your ass out. I mean, sorry, I was late today. I was being a little, un, you know, unprofessional. I thought the interview was at 3. I mean, four and end up being three, and I had to come rush here doing some bullshit, but it's all good. I'm here yeah. with you. I'm glad to be here with you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, bro. Come here, and, you know, I was just inquiring about your fit, and I was just wondering, you know, you're real comfortable with everything. So where'd you get that hat from? <laughs> <laughs> did you go to the swap meet, or did you go to Liz? You like, I man, Liz, yeah. you went to Liz. Give me that one. Yeah. You know I'm a hat kind of, so I wear them all. <laughs> I wear them all. <laughs> I wear <laughs> yeah, I mean, I fuck with you. I fuck with yeah. you, man. Let me start playing yeah. with you, though, man. <laughs> Get into my boy, joking, man. Guys. Yeah, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But look, man. Yeah, man. I want to really get into this shit, man. You know, because you you was one of the niggas that was there before all this West Coast shit, like really, like took off as far as your generation. Because you was there with the schoolboy cues. Yeah. You was there with the Kendricks, the J-Rocks, Absols. I remember you in, you know, back there rapping, G Malones. I remember you in these these magazines. I remember you doing all of this shit. You feel me? Taking these steps to do this shit on the West Coast. You know what I'm saying? But something, something, something there went wrong. You feel me? Like, and I just want you to like let me know like where in that mix, you feel me, you feel like you fell off. I feel like, honestly, I was doing my thing, right? But I don't think I necessarily fell off. I felt like that I was very inconsistent. And before I was inconsistent, I did get shot up. So when everybody started flourishing, it was like, two, uh, what, 2010? Yeah. That's when I got hit up. So I was watching everybody from the sideline. That's when Nip got big. That's when G got cracking more. J-Rock started cracking more. Um, Dot wasn't even cracking just cracking it. You know what I mean? It was them. They was like the forefront. Bishop was still around and everything. But uh, when I got shot, it kind of like took a drain on me. And when it took a drain on me, I just started being very, very inconsistent where I dropped something here and then won't rap for two or three years after that. I remember talking to AD. He was like, bro, I didn't even think you rap no more. I thought you was just a businessman. I thought you was managing people. Or just gangbanging. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, okay, he just full time this crip. I'm like, okay, you feel me? Nah, man, but I was trying to find myself again because I was amongst the elites in the West Coast. And uh, yeah, man, it just wasn't happening for me that time. But I believe in timing, though. Right now, I feel like it's cracking. So, what, how did you get shot up? Man, it's not even no Superman story, man. I was a. Uh, I was living in like the 30s, the Harlem's. It's like the borderline, the 30s and the Brams. And uh, I was parked in front of my uh, my apartment. I was waiting on my uh, my guy Ace that I was in the group with. We was about to get our first paid show. We was happy. I'm waiting on him. He was a little late, like how you was today. 
And uh, nigga pulled up on me. Nigga told me he was bragging. I told him what's cracking. He, told, he asked me where I was from. I told him. I couldn't even finish my sentence before he let the whole clip out. Fortunately, I only got hit four times. The doctor say five, but I say four because I don't believe in the Gray's, the Gray's bullet. But four times, bro, and I'm, I'm here to talk about it. Four times, and he asked you what was bracking. Yeah. I mean, being shot, did it take you to, like, you know, being a little, like, <clears throat> envious? I'm not envious, but just, like, a, uh, trying to take this shit to another level to where you're like, I need retaliation. You know what? In the uh, in the beginning, of course, we from the streets. You want to get it cracking, but I made it to where it wouldn't be my hood versus that hood because I knew everybody from that other hood. Yeah, you know I mean, and I had relatives from that other hood. My homies knew the nigga. He just didn't know who I was at the particular time until the information came out. You feel me? So it was like one of them. I mean, nah, niggas know who you was. I mean, but you are one of them niggas. You know, like you, you AD before AD. You know what I'm saying? And like AD, I say, I say that to say, like everybody loves this nigga. Yeah. No matter where you from, no matter what you doing, how you doing it, like you one of them niggas. Like you really, AD, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody loves K Boy. Niggas this, that, and the other. Blah 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 blah. So to hear you get shot up too, you know, we like, okay, he gonna bounce back. You know, this one year, he gonna bounce back. Where he at? He gonna bounce back. So, how did that take a toll on you? Was did it bring you into a, like a depression mode or what? Oh, for sure. Realistically, uh, mentally, it fucked me up because then you don't have to learn how to walk again. It took me two, what, two and a half years to walk again. So, I had to learn that process again. Um, just watching your peers blow up, and you know you're supposed to be there, and then music changing. You know what I mean? When I come back to music, then we got the jerk era. You know what I mean? Now the new boys cracking, audio push and all that. That's cool, but I wasn't doing that type of music. I was doing gangster rap. So just trying to uh, fit in when everything was kind of, like, difficult. I felt like I could do it, but at that time, mentally, I just wasn't there because I was fucked up. And like how you said, um, trying to keep your street rep. When you trying to, when you being ignorant and you talk the wrong way, trying to keep the street rep that really don't even matter. Trying to make sure niggas know that, like, okay, I'm out here. Like, niggas was thinking that I stayed in the area. After that, I still stayed where I stayed four years later. But it wasn't because I was tough. I really just didn't have the money to move. Yeah. But outside looking in, and me, I took that too. So I took the energy. Like, yeah, I'm right here. Still standing outside where it happened, hoping somebody pull up. But that was ignorant at the time because if somebody pulled up, we wouldn't be having this conversation. So, yeah, that cause that's like that's crazy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? For you to be doing that shit. The whole thing you said to uh, I got a homegirl, right? Yeah. One of my best friends, Tanya Ward. But fuck off from BPS. She do a lot of shit with AD from the '60s. She told me all the time, and it stuck with me after I got shot. This when I start realizing, like, yeah, everybody may love me, but everybody don't fuck with me. And she was telling me, like, bro, you really from where you from? But you a happy go lucky crib. You just be everywhere. With no care in the world, just just everywhere. She like, bro, you got to stop that. And I was thinking that the reason why I told him what's cracking and told him where I was from because I'm thinking in my mind, like how you said, oh, everybody loves K-Boy. Once I let him know my name is K-Boy, he going to go, oh, I know who you are. That wasn't the case. That nigga didn't give a fuck who I was. So I had to take it to be like, okay, you got to move strategically and you got to move accordingly. And you got to keep your head on the swivel 
whether you think everybody deal with you or not. It's the world we live in, bro. Yeah, because now, like, even still, like, these rappers is moving out here, like, and you you learn it from experience. So now when you get out here, like, and you bumping the niggas, and you know niggas is hard-headed, like, what do you tell motherfuckers? Because these niggas is wild out here. Nah, I'll tell them the same thing I'm saying right now. You got to move accordingly. And, bro, you got to really understand that this is for real. This is life. Don't take your life for granted. Don't play with your life. Cause it's serious out here, but we to the to the era and the generation where everything is social media, and you didn't have to uh, ride with the big homies that put in work. You didn't have to have all the fades. You ain't really gotta go to the jails or none of that. You could just be tough from your phone, and have a lot of people that vouch for you being tough. So everybody want to feel like they tough from this from this device, and a lot of us are just allowing it. So that's what it is. So everybody want to talk every. I ain't never seen nobody go live with their enemy until this generation. That shit is baffling. Like, you go live with your enemy, talking back and forth about doing harm to each other, and when something happened, everybody be like, oh, that shouldn't have. But they brought that among themselves, though. So I just feel like just as uh, niggas like us, me, you, older people before us, I feel like we could, you know, something went wrong. The, the information, you know what I mean? So we got to... Get the youth the information the right way. Like, I tell my homies all the time, look, everybody don't rap. Everybody not going to get a job. But if you're going to be in the streets, you got to do it right. You got to be a thinker. You got to think with anything that you do. Because with every action, it's a reaction. So always remember that. So make sure you think before you do something. You know, gaining all of this knowledge, learning along the way, how do you actually feel about cripping? Do we... Is it a thing that we should glorify still, or do we, or do you tell the younger generation, fuck this shit? It's so crazy, right? My manager outside right now, pool. We talk about this all the time. We debate about it. We argue about it. We agree about it. We disagree about it. Cribbing and blood. So cribbing, since I'm on that side of the fence, a lot of people think when we rap that we glorify it. Like Nip had this problem when he was alive. We had these conversations many a times. We're not glorifying anything, bro. We just really telling you our story. We really telling you the pros and the cons about what goes on the streets. Sometimes it seems like we glorifying it because we're repping our area and our section. So, of course, we happy where we from. We pride for where we from. That's our tribe. But realistically, yeah, man, this shit fucked up. When you think about it, it really is fucked up. Like, it's like, I know it's cliche to say, but it's really just death in jail. That's it. You don't got no 401K. You don't got no dental plan. You ain't got no insurance. And nine times out of ten, we got to do a car wash or a catfish fry to bury the person. So you niggas ain't financial literate. You niggas, like, that, that financial literate, you know, yeah, literacy. Sure. You, you, you'll know to have fucking life insurance. You feel me? Like, niggas got wheels. Niggas, got, you know what I'm saying? Niggas, you know, mutual funds. Niggas, you know, your parents should should know about this type of shit, you know, and we don't grow up with this shit, you feel me? So we don't we don't we don't teach we only do what we taught. And if we wasn't taught it, we're not gonna do it. So we only do what we taught. And shit, man, this shit is crazy. Like, yeah, I tell them like, mm, yeah, I tell them the young nigga all the time, like, before you enter this, like really think about it, cause it really ain't worth it. It's really not. This shit is crazy out here. And are you really ready for this? Cause what when it happens, what you gonna do about it? And nine times out of ten in hoods, you got like 
thousands of members, but only be like 15 killers. That's a crazy percentage rate. So everybody else is hustlers, pretty boys. You know what I mean? Hold down the block. Yeah, they hold the block down. <laughs> yeah. I was one of the niggas who squabble all the time. I ain't never betrayed myself to be no killer. You feel me? Yeah. If it comes to that, yeah. But other than that, you know, I was one of, I'm a squabble you. But I like, you know, I like to get money. So some shit ever happened. They like, hey, K boy, hop in the, uh, and you, you like, you turning it down. Like, I ain't, nah, I ain't getting it's in so the crazy. car. I don't get pressured though, like that. You know what I mean? Maybe because of the generation I'm from and, you know what I mean, who my brother was. You know what I mean? Before he, he passed away and the people I deal with, my clique, maybe maybe that's what it is. Or they just respect the gangster in me. I don't know what it is, but I don't get pressure to do anything. You know what I mean? Let's go back. You know what I'm saying? You said you motherfuckers always ask you the same question, but I'm finna ask you. And because we know we redoing this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? K Boy is coming back out here and this is a whole new audience. These motherfuckers is young, so they got to learn about you and see what's going on. So take me back to the young Rowdy. You know what I'm saying? Crazy K-Boy. Oh, uh, I would say that was the Blue Division days. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> well, I got cussed out by pulling glasses every other day. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. Where, I mean, it was it was one time, right? Who gonna laugh? Because he, he got a gang of stories with me. Just He just trying to, you know, shape me into the man that I need to be, right? So introduce yourself so he taught me this so i'm gonna teach people watching this just because you gang man you don't gotta introduce yourself as your gang name and where you from you could just be like hey my name is k-boy bro what's up how you doing so, but then when did you learn that i'm telling you right now because i didn't learn that for a long <laughs> no, ass time I'm telling you right now we was in the damn i wish he'd tell me we was somewhere maybe somewhere in the south and uh oh we was at the ozone awards this name who came up to me he was so hot he said i'm gonna count every time that you introduce yourself as K-Boy from 4 Games of Crib. I'm going to count it every time I'm just going to give you a look. I'm like, bro, I don't even be tripping. He be like, oh, yes, you do. I think by that, that the trip was over with. I probably was like in the 30s. How many times I told niggas where I was from. And guess what? They didn't even care. They don't even know. <laughs> they don't, they even, don't they, know they, what they, the fuck's going they on. They don't know what I'm talking about because <laughs> yeah. we're in a whole other state. They really don't care. And they're like, all right, cool. But me at that time, being so young, I thought that's what we had to do. I started to introduce myself, and no, that's not the way. And I think a lot of the things, too, that stop a nigga from uh, getting the bag is being introduced a certain way. So I get mad at people now. Do not introduce me as that. Introduce me as K-Boy. Either I'm doing some business stuff, or this is your friend K-Boy that is real dope and rap. Don't even let them know about the streets. So they're going to find that out anyway. But don't just give it to them on the initial uh uh when you introduce yourself to somebody, don't the initial introduction, don't do that, bro. Cause it make people go, Yeah. The homegirl did that. Like, hey, this my nigga K Boy. He one of the realest niggas out here. If you need something, he got it. He one of the famous crips. And I'm just looking at her like, really? This person just look. This person, <laughs> I mean, that's what your ass was doing. <laughs> nigga, like, fuck it, we just gonna keep on doing it. And and that's what Pooh tell me. He's like, this is that's the perception of you. That's what you wanted when you was young. Now you got it. Yeah. Now I don't want it no more. It's over with though. Yeah. Now you gotta live with it, but you can change it around. You can just, just know change that. the narrative. Yeah, you change the narrative a little bit. You know what? I always wanted to know what happened to this blue division shit. You know what I'm saying? And what happened to you and G Malone? Cause you know it was tight, but it's almost like you niggas is the same motherfucker. And you know I know how G is. I know how you <laughs> is. But what initially happened with this blue division thing? 
it really it really wasn't nothing like that. If people think that everybody mad, um. So G didn't try to squabble with you. No, nah, he didn't try to squabble with me, but we get we get mad at each other all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I probably try to squabble with him. Yeah. <laughs> I probably try to squabble with him. A squabble, a, a fade was asked for somewhere in this mix. I know it, so let me know. I probably try to squabble with him, but that's just me being the, the little bro that just didn't give a fuck and yeah. wanted to have my way. And when I didn't get my way, I threw a temper tantrum. But me uh, dissing myself, look, man, I'm true to the soil. I'm the only person that got Blue Division tatted on him. You know what I mean? It's on my arm. I got division tatted on me. I'm the only one that really was, you know what I mean? Putting it down. I got division tatted on me. I got the set tatted on me. So, but um, when I got older, like I said, when I got a little older and after I got shot, I just felt like it started being new people. And like I said, you start looking at people like, man, why are you bringing them over here? Where they come from? Why they getting all the attention? So what I did was I just dissed myself. I told him, like, look, bro, I just want to do my own thing. He was like, for sure, do your own thing. So while you doing your own thing, I start my own crew, start my own movement. It was like, we own at that time. Because you remember, remember, me and Booby used to always say, we own, I'm on. So I started some shit called We Own Music Group. All my all my homies from high school that did music, we was popping, made it to the radio. And I felt like, dang, I should have been doing this. But that's just me just thinking ignorant, thinking that he wasn't trying to help and all that. But he was. But at that time, nobody knew the business like how they know the business now. He was still learning himself, and he had to be the rapper himself. But you not knowing that, and I got outside people in my ear like, niggas hating on you, man. It's mad because, nigga, you flyer than that. So I started talking to him crazy like that. You just mad because I'm flyer than you, and don't nobody want to see you. They come to see me. I felt like I was David Ruffin. Don't nobody want to see you, Otis. <laughs> so the nigga feel like, you know what? Damn, this nigga hating on G. G doing this cash money thing. He doing this. I was he got real. He doing all of this. But this nigga K-Boy starting to hate. Like, he got a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more juice. <laughs> I, I never hate. I don't got a hating bone in my body. But being feeling some type of way. Cause I'm a Virgo, nigga. I let nigga know I'm an emotional thug. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga blame it on the sign, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but feeling some type of way? Yeah, I felt some type of way because I just felt like um, I wasn't getting or receiving the help that I thought I should at the moment. But when you go back and you look at it and you get older and be like, nigga couldn't even help himself at that time. So it's nothing. I still talk to his crazy ass to the day. His brother is my manager. So yeah. it ain't no love lost at all. We still tight. It's just... I think we had one of the biggest movements, and we talk about it all the time, that, damn, we could have been the biggest shit out here. We could have been mentioned with the top dogs and all that. As far as a label and a crew, we could have. No, for real, because we had it popping for No, you had it popping for real. You was out here, and y'all was moving around. You feel me? And you, y'all was doing y'all thing. You feel me? Like, even take me back to your first, like, you know, uh, project, which y'all was doing, like, like to you know, have all of that, you know, put together, you know what I'm saying? Let so me the, know about that. Yeah, so the first project, I came in as a group. A lot of people don't know that, but I was from this group called the Block Boys. It was me and one of my closest friends, Ace. You know what I mean? Shout out to him, man. He's going through something right now, man, but free him. Uh, so it was me and him. And a lot of people think we was the greatest balance. Like, he was a dope balance for me because, like I said, when I was young, I wasn't thinking about I wanted to be the dopest rapper. I wanted to live in the history books of, of hip-hop and all that. I was ignorant. I wanted to be the biggest crit rapper. That's that's where my mind frame was. I was ignorant at the time. I'm like, I want to be bigger than Snoop. That's it. And I'm bigger than Snoop because everybody going to fuck with me in the world. But Ace was my balance. He was different. He was from the streets, but he didn't gangbang. So when we did music together, it was a hell of a balance. Because if not, 
you was gonna get strictly crip rap, and people get tired of that mm-hmm. at some point. So when we started off, it was cool. We was doing our thing. Then something happened to him personally where he had to go be a man and go be a father, and he moved. Once he moved, I was kind of like by myself. So I had to fend for myself, and I put on my first uh, mixtape by myself, Jacket for Beats, 2009. That's what really got me cracking. Uh, Julio G did it, and DJ Ill Will. I mean, Shout out to DJ Ill Will. He yeah. was moving around he that time. He was cracking at that time. Yeah, he was cracking. And by me having Julio G at that time, it was like, oh, you got a legendary DJ. So once I did that, it was on. I did some dope freestyles on there. I had some dope records, and that's when everybody like really paid attention. But before then, I had a verse on uh, G Malone's electric chair, and everybody said, oh, that's what it, DJ Ill Will told me. That's why I got on you from that verse. So it was those two mixtapes that really got me cracking, and I started off in a group. But after that, that's how I had to go solo. I had to fend for myself. And ever since then, I was like, all right, ain't no looking back. Being a, Trying to be the uh, biggest crip rack, rapper, you know what I'm saying, how was it running in the game back then? Running into who? Game. Because oh. game was doing this thing, you know what I'm saying? It was, you know, the blood side over here. Then you coming over here like, nigga, I'm this crip. Like, how was it running in the game? I didn't really understand being around Bloods until I started dealing with Pooh and G Malone. Yeah. Because G Malone was dealing with a lot of Bloods, and I didn't get that. They got me around 17, 18. So at that at that time of your life, you still, if you're a street dude and you're a gangbanger, you still want to make a name for yourself. You feel me? And I'm the little brother of a beast. So it's like I want people to fuck with me and not fuck with me because of me, not because of who my brother is, not because who my big homie that I got with me outside that I call my brother to this day. Like, not because who they are, but who I am. So I was still trying to make my name. So by them dealing with Bloods, it threw me off. Like, I'm not going over there with you niggas. I was still disrespecting. <laughs> yeah, because I say that to say, when I seen that shit, I was like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Going, I'm like, damn, I never seen that shit. It wasn't normal. Yeah, I, I never you, seen that shit. We talk about shit. this every day. It wasn't normal. It wasn't. But this is how, when I ran in the guy, ran in the face first. This is how I start having the respect and just stop disrespecting Bloods and my lingo as a whole. I ran in the face. Glasses had this song called 200. I got 100 Crips and 100 Pop Rules. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. We go to Club Blue. What's that? In Westminster, we doing a show. They don't tell me that it's a Power Rule Hood Day. I'm sick. <laughs> they say it's a show, but it's actually their Hood Day. <laughs> yeah. So I'm really not noticing that it ain't too many niggas that wear the same color flag as me in here. Yeah. So when I'm on stage... They rocking with us. But I see two particular dudes throwing up CK. But I'm thinking they're doing it to me, at me. So I bounce off the stage. Face see everything. Big face. Game brother. He grabbed me, pulled me to the side, and he really let me know, like, look, I get it. I'm going to get on them for disrespecting. But I want you to look around. I'm glad I see you. I seen your whole energy. Just look around. So I'm looking around. He was like, bro, you wouldn't have made it out of here. We do deal with y'all. Like, Glasses is a part of my company. We deal with him. You, y'all wouldn't be here. But people are in a element right now. So I'm going to tell them to chill, but this is our element right now. So I had to take that to learn. At first, I wouldn't care. I was, I was immature. But once I, I understood what he meant, that's like now, right? I be out. Everybody feel like I can just go anywhere. Niggas giving me the, uh, give me these titles. The neighborhood niggas call me their favorite gangster. And a lot of homies be like, how could you just sit on Crenshaw Slauson and hear these disrespectful words? 
But I'll be like, they don't do that. They don't disrespect me. Yeah, take me through that. They don't they don't do it at all. They don't disrespect me at all, right? So that's cool. I love that they respect it. But say they do, and Ma's supposed to get mad and squabble everybody in their hood and they're in their environment, that's their environment. So this is how you do that. You just don't go. You be smart, you just don't go. If you don't want to hear or see these blood niggas do certain things that they do all day 24-7, then why would you be over there? Same thing. If I know the neighborhood's gonna disrespect and say a certain word, why would I be over there? And vice versa. If they if you know that you come to my section and we say disrespectful stuff, why would you be over there? First of all, we are gonna respect you because I'm somebody from where I'm from. And if I bring somebody to the neighborhood and I tell them who they are, they're gonna respect it. But homies, you know it's hard to hold your tongue if that's all you know. So all these slip-ups and then a nigga gonna get tired of saying, my bad. To a nigga, they looking like, what are you even doing over here anyway? So I just started making my visits very short to certain areas. But I got off subject. Back to gang. This is a funny story. So before I, I don't even meet gang yet. So I wish Ace was here. Ace is like, bro, you burnt out. So game used to ball at this thing called the Epic, right? It's like close by USC and all that. So <laughs> he go to the bathroom. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I got to go to the bathroom. We like in the stalls next next to each other. So me just want to be tough and want to just show my rap. I look, he big. I'm like, what's up, kid? What's up with you? He looked down like. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. but he kind of looked like yeah. it's got to be like a setup because <laughs> ain't no little nigga finna just cuz me in the bathroom. But, you know, I ain't going to say Chuck is nervous. You know, that, that's my guy right now. Everybody yeah. see me with Chuck all the time. But I know if he remembers, he's going to be like, yeah, Gateway burnt out. Like, I, I go back to Pooh with Pooh say, here you go. Got to introduce us. What's up, because I'm Cable. I'm from 4 Games Crib. What's up with you? Then I tell him, I'm from Blue Division, though. I'm glasses artist. So it's just like, I really just wanted to let you know. Where I'm from anyway. I, I, I just No, I really to, wanted to let you know why that was, I rock with glasses. Yeah. And you know what I mean? I'm trying to do a song with you. I'm from Blue Division, Blackwall Blue Division. You probably don't know who I am, but you see me a lot, but this is who I am. When I should have just did that. Anyway. Anyway, you feel me? But that, that was funny. I don't know if he see them like, man, this little nigga burnt out. But after that, I just started really just dealing with all the power rules, the counter power rules. And this is going back to when you asked like how gang banging is like the shit kind of like it's fucked up. And it's like it's just weird because I go back and forth with Poopy talk about why niggas should just leave it alone or try to give a dude some really some good insight on things because I had to go to the Ozone where I was talking about. Glass was like, get there, I'll get you back. I couldn't ask nobody that I know. I couldn't ask nobody with the same color as me. The VNG sent me out there. Feel me? I got some close friends for VNG. They had the money they sent me out there. Um... Our rules always show me love and Compton helping nigga out with his music. So that's when I was like, this shit is like, what was we taught? Like, what was the information that I was getting? Like, it's really not that, it's really not that bad. These dudes really like, hey, we fuck with you. You whore. Yeah. Why you not there? 
Ah oh, man, I ain't got. You know what I mean? I ain't got the change, man. Don't even trip. We gonna see you, and we don't want nothing back. And they not even never. You ain't never heard them stories. They ain't even saying that. I'm saying that because I gotta let them know that I appreciate it. I fuck with you. You feel me? So let me take you back because you said and I'm gonna take it back to where you say you got shot up. You know what I'm saying? It was fucking with you. Was you know what I'm saying? You was dealing with that, but your brother also died. You feel me? Like yeah. you know what I'm saying? Explain that, man, and what happened. You feel me? I don't know what happened. All I know is he died in the hood. I don't know what happened, honestly. I don't know what happened. I know that day though, it wasn't it wasn't a good day for nobody. I was actually going through it in the household with my girl, always getting caught up doing some BS with a female. So I was in my emotional state. So I got a call that, you know, my brother always getting into it. You know, but he listened to me and he listened to my big bro that's outside. Only two people that could really calm him down. Yeah, you know I mean, I don't know what he was doing, what happened, but something happened, something transpired. And that night, I got another call, like, you better get to the hood because your brother got hit. So when I go, I felt some type of way. Wasn't nobody out there, but the homies actually was somewhere else dealing with another death. So uh, I'm thinking, like, shit, I made it. He going to make it. And he way bigger than me. And I got hit with a four five. So I'm like, and I, at that time, you knew me then. I was frail at that time. I was real skinny. Uh, went to the hospital, he didn't make it. So, you know, I tell moms and all that. That was a painful situation. I so you think that was a, like, a nigga coming through? I don't like know what happened. enemy probably type so, of shit? Probably so. I really, can't, I really can't speak on it. Honestly, I can't. I would love to, but I can't. Because I don't know. Because he just always into something. You feel me? He was a crip. For real. That was his life. After that, how did, how did you deal with that? Did that... Even even more with the rap shit was you just gave up like you know what man fuck this shit. You know what I ain't never told nobody this, but everybody that's watching gonna hear this. I was in a suicide I was in a suicidal state. It's my every day. Everybody know how I feel about my big brother. It's my every day. You feel me? Even when he go to the pen and all, I still talk to him every day. Get on my nerves and all that. I feel like I was the little big brother because everybody called me when he do some crazy stuff because I'm the only one that can calm him down. I'm the thinker. I gotta think for both of us. I'm both of the brains. He's pinky, I'm the fucking brain. So, um, I was in a suicidal state, bro, because I'm like, this is my left-hand man. What am I going to do without my brother? You feel me? So, it took a toll. Um, I ain't even going to lie. I had resentment from the hood. I stayed away for like a month. Then in my head, I'm like, I'm going back. Ain't nobody, man. I'm from the set for real. But... It's still fucked up when I go over there because it ain't the same. Why you have resentment? Do you feel like niggas knew something you didn't know? Because it, it happened over there. So I, I, I was mad because it happened. And you know, I, anybody, anybody you close to from your hood, if it happened in the hood, you mad. Like, how did niggas let this happen? Or how did it happen here? You think most of the time nigga gonna happen if you know you know that you're doing some weird shit or you outside and nobody got no blower because that happens nine times out of ten. Everybody outside. Everybody hitting up the cars. And nobody got no pistol. But, you know what I mean? I was just mad. I'm mad. Bro, my brother did. I'm mad at everybody. Nigga, myself. Because I feel like I could have stopped him. He could. He should have stayed at home with me. That's why I was suicidal. Mad at that. Mad at my hood. Mad at, nigga, his pops, which is my step-pops, he passed away. Two weeks later, we had a double funeral. Mad at him because he was supposed to send my brother somewhere. I was just mad at everybody. You know what I mean? I was mad at my girl, and I'm the one who got caught cheating. I'm mad at her for being mad at me. 
You feel me? So I was just mad at everybody, bro. During those su- suicidal thoughts, like, what kind of, like, thoughts were you having, you know, as far as, like, hurting yourself? Yeah, you know, you just start thinking that everything, I just start blaming myself. I think that's where, you know, uh, I'm glad we're speaking about this because mental health is for real. Like, check on your peoples. Like, a phone call is easy. You feel me when I said uh, I'm, I'm going back and forth so they can really get the picture because I got a whole story, but, like, when I just talked about my homie Ace that I was in a group with, he going through mental health. Before he went in, he lost his mind. So that's why I tell everybody say a prayer for him. But I blame myself because, you know, how you just wave stuff off. I should have talked to him more. You feel me? He was probably going through something, but I wasn't trying to hear it because you always be like, oh, the homie crazy. Man, I don't got time for that. When they was really trying to tell you something. So I was going through that where nobody wanted to hear me. It's cool. They think I'm just being a weirdo. And I'm just like, fuck it. Maybe I'm better off with my brother. So, you know what I mean? But I got kids. So when I thought about that, I feel like suicide is the most selfish act ever. When I started thinking about it, like, damn. So I'm going to knock myself down. My kid's not going to have a father because I took my own life because I was just in some crazy-ass emotional state. So, you know, I got my shit together. I bounced back. You know what I mean? Start going back to the set talking to my big bro outside, just started trying to just figure out things about just life, period. Like, what I'm going to do now, like, productive. What I'm going to do now, productive. How can I really change shit? All right, how can we change shit for shit like that to not happen again so often? But did the set, did the set help you cope? Because, you know, some niggas... I ain't gonna lie, game banking don't know how to help you cope with shit. No, because they like, can't you know cope with saying? stuff. So where do we where are we going back to the set to actually do? Get a breath of fresh air, nigga, or like what is it like where does it bring you back to so where to where you like, you know what? This I is ain't where, going. Because this is where he at. Yeah. So where my brother at every day. Like I told you, that's him. That's his life. You know what I mean? A couple of his last messages is like he told me that I'm gonna die in a set. And it happened. Oh, he was cold, nigga. Last messages. I still got them. I'm going to die in a set. And it happened. So I feel like, you know, some spiritual shit, this is where he at. Nigga, if it's a spiritual world and the spirit is around, that nigga's on the block right now. So that's where I'm going to go. And I got niggas that love me over there that really, really do genuinely love me. And that's one that's outside right now. So I went back for stuff like that. And I think cuz too because... He know that he can't replace my brother in the sense of being blood, but yeah, he picked it up. And you know what I mean? That's my nigga. So wherever I go, he go. And I feel like my brother with him too. So you feel me? So but I got back cracking. I didn't want to rap no more though. Yeah, because I was about to say, how did what what, you know what I'm saying, gave you the motivation to start doing what you do. I, Cause I very recently I just seen you being K Boy again. You know what I'm saying? To me, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I don't talk to you every day. We don't text every day and all the whole little shit. But when I see K-Boy on my timeline, when I see you, you know, on the Insta story or whatever the case may be, it's refreshing. So I see my nigga. I'm like, my nigga back at it. He doing his thing. He doing what I've, you know what I'm saying? I know him to do. He be moving around, letting niggas know what's up, who he is. He always got something going. He always around, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? So what gave you that motivation to just get back out there and start being you again? Man, I ain't going to lie. 
them two niggas that's outside right now, who start believing? Because everybody knows managed by Jazzy D, right? Jazzy just wasn't feeling the industry no more. So he like, man, I'm going to do more like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Administration to artists. Who like, you know what? I'm not dealing with my brother on that manager stuff no more. Always believed it in you anyway. Cool, I'm going to rock with you. But me and Pooh end up being the same person. We should have been rocking. He shouldn't even been managing this, bro. He should have been managing me from the from start. Because yeah. us two together is crazy. And then my big bro CD out there, uh, he always give me tough love. Like, nigga, you was whack. <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, you was whack, bro. You like, man, you done brought every big rapper to the hood, nigga, Kendrick Nipsey, all that nigga, and Problem, all these niggas, and you are whack, bro. You brought all these big niggas to the set, and you not doing nothing. I was even over there. Yeah, no, for sure. You, Tiger, all that shit, went on that, all that. that Bruh. That <laughs> <laughs> I was in you. Bruh. Yeah. yeah so. I remember that too. I'm like, nigga, I'm crazy as a motherfucker, bruh. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? He was holding it down for sure. No, but shit like that, because I know he mean well, but he be like, nah, I'll be on you because you supposed to have been flourished, bro. He told me, he told me, what he tell me? Some type of crazy analogy, but it's like, it's for real. You know, most talented people, when you talented, you feel like you just talented, right? He be like, bro, you just think you could just go out, go on the court and just score 50 points fast because you talented. Like, you ain't got to do no work, you ain't got to go to practice or none of that. So he be on my head. So when I really start getting that, them talks from them, I'm like, all right, let me go. Because then I like proving niggas wrong, too. So that's just the motivation to do it. And then my homeboy came, uh, my nigga Ray Ray, that signed Kalen for real, for real. Yeah. The FC. I was dealing with them for a minute. He the one who really was like, bro, I knew you was hard. Because he grew up with my cousins that's labeled niggas. So when he was like, bro, they they said you was dope, but I know you was just hard. He kind of like influenced me to do it back. He was like, man, I'll put a couple of dollars in your pocket. Let's, let's, let's get cracking. So once I did that, and I was like, okay, people still receiving me like, oh, yeah, K-Boy back. Like how you said, I started doing it again. Started doing it and doing it. And I'm like, all right, okay, I'm back. And then, you know, just my, my brother, one of my biggest fans, he like, nigga, I know he turned over his grave if I say I quit music. So I was like, you know, I'm going to do this for him. And then losing my granny, she was a big supporter too. So I got to do it for them. I have to. I know that shit sounds cliche that people want to do it for their dead folks, but when you know that them people were big supporters of what you're doing, what you're trying to accomplish, you got to do it because just giving up, it's just like it's pointless. Give me a story of Kendrick coming to the set because you you really was bringing everybody over there. Why was we over there? I have no fucking idea, but we was over there with K-Boy because <laughs> Cuz said come to, and that's what we was doing. Nah, when, when y'all came, I think y'all came like a couple of times, but... Yeah. The main time y'all came, Tiger was shooting that video. What was the video where he was going to everybody's section? Yeah, he was. He was. I and, forgot and, the name of that and we, song. And we hit you. We like, yeah, we're going to go over there. Well, I hit you. I'm like, yeah. oh, we're going to go to K-Boy shit, nigga. Yeah. I know we can go over there. Blah, blah, blah. I don't remember the name of it, but I know one of the scenes, he was on a roof somewhere. Right? Yeah. So when he came, he came to my liquor store on 48th and Central at Webb's Liquor Store. So that was cool. We came over there. Uh, I think Doc came with J-Rock before. Just, I would just, at that time, you wanted to be big and letting people know you really from where you from. Mm -hmm. And you could come over there and ain't nobody going to trip because I'm me. Mm -hmm. I was doing it like that. Brought Nip over there. Bullets ain't, uh, uh, ain't got no names, volume one. But everybody knew Nip was my nigga anyway. That was my friend. But still, you know, niggas, you still in the atmosphere of gang members and gang bangers. 
But it was cool, though. You're right. I was bringing everybody to this set. And my hood is really monumental. Like, people don't even know that. So that's why I be, like, breaking down in interviews, too. Like, I'm really from the low-bottom east side of section where black people came first when they came to Los Angeles. Black people was there first on Central Avenue. Before there was Lamert Park and the Kernshaw District and Watts was popping, there was the Low Bottom East Side right there on Central Avenue. We had the first Black Panthers on 41st and Central. Yeah, I mean, we still got the Dunbar Hotel. Now it's the Dunbar Apartments. They changed the name a little bit, but everything is still right there. Billy Holiday and all these type of people played right there. Who lied and told you that shit? Nah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I do my research, nah, man. That nigga mean? like, no, nah, I'm going to give my shit some history, bitch. We going to do nah, it up. Nah, <laughs> nah. You got you to gotta know where you from and what you represent. It ain't just yeah. all gangbanging over there. That's like a real, real powerful piece of like history for black people, mm-hmm. period. And if you don't believe me, go on YouTube, watch 41st and Central. Going to break everything down about the Black Panthers being right there on 41st and Central. With Nip being your nigga and all of this shit happening to him, well, the shit that happened to him, like, how did you deal with that shit? Because Nip wasn't my nigga or none of that shit. I ran into him a few times. I fucked with him. Fucked with him. Real genuine nigga. Yeah. I, yeah, just real cool, real genuine nigga. But that shit hurt my heart. It fucked with me bad because I was like, if this nigga can get hit in his own section doing this shit for his community, opening stores, all the shit, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I don't know what the whole little what what the intel or what happened to the nigga, whatever he said, whatever to the nigga. I don't know. But me, I feel like shit. Being who you is, you get to say shit like that. You know what I'm saying? You doing a lot. Like you has a lot of respect. And you should have like you should have that much respect not to do cuz like that. But that shit really hurt me, even though I know he is for where he from. Like, so how did that shit make you feel, cuz? That shit fucked a nigga up first because he my friend, right? And then like how you said, damn, this nigga actually died. Where he really started game banging that. Where he really sold socks and T-shirts and his mixtape at. Where he said, I'm going to own this motherfucker. And really owned it before his demise. It fucked me up to lose your life right there like that. You know what I mean? The cold blood. And like how you said, he was another nigga that everybody, even though he was from 6-0, everybody respected love Nip. And you seen that when he did die. They went through y'all shit, six souls hanging out and all that. If niggas wanted to, niggas could have did what they did, but everybody respected that man that was in that coffin, so they allowed him to go through everybody's section, and they gave it up for him because he was just a genuine dude, man. He was different. He was about his people, and it wasn't just the Crenshaw district. It wasn't just the six. He was about us. He was about his people for real, and these are the conversations me and him used to have, and we was like, damn, we both from the part of the city where we got a lot of black history. So, yeah, we're going to rep where we from. Cool. That's what I'm telling people about music. Um, it's not glorifying it. We just let you know what's happening over here. We just reporters for our section, and we let you know what's happening. We're going to let you know the good times, the bad times, what's dope about it, what's not dope about it. Why we love it and hate it at the same time, it's a love and hate relationship with the section. You know that. You love your section, but you be like, man, niggas be on some bullshit because everybody not doing what we doing. You feel me? And they don't understand what we doing. But... Yeah, it hurt a nigga heart, bro, because it's like, damn. He really could have put that store anywhere else. Melrose, Rodeo, 
where everything out, where we, what's that, the Fairfax dish, where all the shit is at. But he was like, nah, I'm going to put it right here. I asked him that too, like, why you put it right here? And I'm confused. You put that right here? Yeah, because I'm never going. <laughs> <laughs> I love you to death, though, but I told Nigga, like, I'm not going over there to go, boys, you, I don't give a fuck what's going on. But you know what's so crazy how you say that? And he was like me, where if you would have came, yeah, it'd have been well, straight. You'd have been super straight. And uh, man, it's a lot of stories that I want to, you know, I can't give them everything, but since you never went over there, people don't understand that. I'm the reason why Nipsey and Joe Moses, I mean, know each other. It's a story. I just said this on a documentary. Like, Nipsey got a documentary that Black Sam is doing, and they called me in, and I did the part, and I told them about the story, how I went, did the protocol thing that I always do, went to Crenshaw Sloss, seen Big U outside. I'm like, hey, hey, Jaws, is it cool that I take Nip? Because, man, Joe Moses from VN want to do a record with him, but I can't just take bro over there because I know y'all you know what I mean? What y'all got going on? He like, nah, that's cool because he fucked with Joe Moses' daddy when he was alive. So he like, oh, no, that's cool. So me and Nip go. Me and Nip sitting outside. He like, good. You sure they straight? I'm like, bro, they good. Me, I'm telling them. Like, everybody be taking their disrespect. I'm like, man, it's cool. You're a human. Like, if you're a fan of a nigga, you're a fan of a nigga. I said, bro, nah, it ain't like that. They fans, bro. They really fuck with you. I said, at the end of the day, man, it's crip. If they trip on you, they trip on me. We just going to get beat up together. But I'm like, that's not the case. We go into where Joey had a studio as Joe Moses Mills, everybody. Before AD was even a part of AOB, you know what I mean? It's number Damos in there. I think Tiny Rock was in there. Everybody was in there. Uh, Chords was in there. Chicasso was alive at that time. That was Joe Moses' main producer. Rest his soul. Man, that's a gang of Damos. Nip going there and do the most extra out verse that you could think of. It was the one with the. With the uh, two braids out my neck, a Seattle hat, two um, gold on my chain, neck, fattest neighborhood, I repped that. I'm looking like, oh, we about to get chumped. That shit banged, though. <laughs> yeah. He come out the booth, it's like the awkward silence where you can hear a pin drop. And then they go, oh, bloods, that shit was hard. Would you, <laughs> they give him his props and everything, he's shaking his hand. I'm looking at him like, yeah, nigga, I told you, man, niggas fuck with you. Boom, we laugh all the way back to a section and all that. Ever since then, them niggas been straight. You know I mean, just off the respect with me. Uh, it was like a little situation. These all Nipsey's things since we on Nip. Me, G Malone, J-Rock. We on our east side shit. We just in Hollywood, just on some east side shit. We on, I don't even know what we doing. I just think we just Hollywood hopping, club to club. Nip there. This is the time, this is the time where J-Rock had that. Uh, I did Crip nigga, J-Rock did Blood nigga to the hood nigga beat. But J-Rock's blowing up more than mine. I don't know why the blood was cracking more than I was. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. So he had numbers. So we going. Nip is doing something at that time. But it's cracking where he at. I see yeah. Nip, AD at the door. Lil' AD at the door from 6 So he at the door. So I just think at that particular time, bro, I know Nip not here to defend himself, so I'm talking for him. I think at that particular time, he just didn't know how to tell J-Rock, like, hey, you good, but this is a crib function. It ain't just... The 60s in here. It's like a whole neighborhood function in there. I don't know what day it was, but they was in Hollywood and they was deep. And we looked in there, but you know me, I'm like, it's cracking in there. And they're like, yeah, come on, Chief Malone. But he didn't, you know, it was kind of like the awkward, like, y'all good, but Cud can't really come in here like that. So J Rock felt some type of way. And he had vouched for this because me and J Rock still cool today. I know he had vouched for this story. 
J-Rock was not feeling it at that time. And I'm like, nah, bro, it's cool. Q wanted to do a record with him. J-Rock wasn't feeling that. Like, nah, it's TDE. We not doing none of that. So I'm like, bro, I'm going to iron it out. J-Rock go to New York. Nip go to New York. Boom, I call Nip. He like, nigga, I'm out here. I said, cool. J-Rock out there, too. Y'all need to really chop it up, bro, because it's really a misunderstanding, man. Before you know it, Nip like, oh, I didn't already talk to him. I'm like, oh, what's good? J-Rock hit me. They conversate before you know it. Uh, Nip is doing his verse of All My Life, the song that J-Rock had with uh, Lil Wayne. So they doing it. They do their stuff. And that's why I go back to Q and all that is like, Q really wanted to do something. They didn't get to do it. But I'm the reason why Nip showed up and surprised him at Power 106 and tapped him on his back. And they shook hands. People don't know that's big for the city. If the record would have got done, it would have been huge. I mean, yeah, it was, it was just all about being comfortable. And we didn't know, like, we didn't know. Like you said, like, that shit wasn't normal. Like, nah. Like, because I remember that record Tiger had with YG and Nipsey. And YG was in the set. You know what I'm saying? Everybody was going crazy. Even even YG, like, older homies was like, damn, bro, I would have never been over here, nigga. I'm like, yeah, straight. You feel me? All my homies are, whatever the case may be. But he was like, you know, can Nip come? And I was like, hell no, nigga. That nigga, I don't think niggas is ready for that right now. I don't give a fuck, you feel me? But I can't control all these niggas. Yeah, ain't nobody bigger than the program. Yeah, like, so I'm like, hell no, you feel me? But I seen that nigga, you feel me? I seen him again. Tiger wanted to go to his show. He wanted to bring him out or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, bruh, like. I'm going to go with you, but I ain't got all my homies with me. He's like, no, it's going to be good. It's gonna, you know, it's some shit at the Roski. I'm like, well, maybe cut a rapper. You know, it's all good. He ain't going to have everybody there. You know what I'm saying? He on this interest shit. You, <laughs> I walk in win. the back door. <laughs> I walked in that motherfucker like, he was like, you straight, cub? I'm going to tell you right now. He bring me in the dressing room. like, this is the homie. You know what I'm saying? He from Hoover, blah, blah, blah. The niggas, everybody looked at me like, and he just walked out that motherfucker. I was like, nigga, but they all walked out when it was time for him to go, and he was like, they was all like, yeah, we straight, cuz. Nah, yeah, here. Nah, you good? Yeah, you straight? Nah, yeah, 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 they fucked with him. I'm like, oh, that's how we met. That's, yeah, this is crazy. No, that's how we met. It's a club called The Mixed Nuts. First of all, me and him shouldn't have been at The Mixed Nuts anyway. First of all, you shouldn't even been at that motherfucker. That it's is on, crazy. It's on 10th and Washington. <laughs> that in is Benny wild. Stones. Yeah. We rapping for a showcase, whatever we was doing. We shouldn't have been there right there anyway. But we did it, boom. Introduced ourselves. He wasn't Nipsey. Thundercat. What's up, hood? Thundercat. Okay, boy, four against. Boom, boom, boom. Cool. The next introduction, this is how we got real tight. I'm at the VIP music on Slauson and Crenshaw because I'm just feeling like everybody know me. Forget just knowing him. I know some, some killers over here already. I didn't went to school with him and all that. So I'm over there, but I'm talking to Marlon, which is Chords, dope producer. He was working there at the time. I look up. I don't see Nip yet. I see a gang niggas walking by. Marlon go, oh, K-Boy, you good, bro? You want to go to the back? Us being men, testosterone, and don't want to look like no I'm bitch. I'm going to stand down. I'm like, nah, I'm straight. He double back. Boom. Then I see tall. I see the braid. Hair. His hair was never combed back then like that. Yeah. Wow. Look back. Boom. He look at me. He come in. He like. I know you, huh, bro? But before he can finish it, everybody like, what's up? Where you from? What's up, man? Where you from? I'm like, ooh. I tell him. 
We already here now. I tell him where I'm from. He go, say so. Bro, straight. You was, uh, you was rapping at the shit too with me. I'm like, yeah, bro. He like, bro, yeah. He like, but still like, what you doing? Still right here. I'm like, bro, I came to chop it up with Marlon. Marlon knew him too. He like, okay, it makes sense. Doing music. Now he's straight. Everybody started introducing me. They names and all that. That's cool. I forgot who the fuck they was because it was just too many of them. After that, he like, man, come to the shop. That's where, because, you know, they Ben had that over there. It was Sloss and Tease. I was looking like, huh? I'm already bad enough I'm over here where the Ralphs is at. You want to go over there? My club shells? Right. Woo. But I ended up going. It was all love. Ended up really being cool with Fats and all them. J-Stone was in and out of jail at that time. But J-Stone and then, like, his crew really started being cool outside of people I already knew because I had cousins from over there. And then it was just became, it became cool. And this is like, oh, that's K-Boy. Oh, cut from gangsta, but he's straight from the East Side Gangs. He good. So it became like that. But it was all off the love of Nip. Yeah. They respected him because if they didn't, I would have got beat up in there. Like, uh, you know, him being from LA, like I said, it hurt me. But I'm gonna give you another one. Niggas from nigga not from LA. You know what I'm saying? And this this is just recent. Yeah. It bothered me. Nigga, PNB rock, you know what I'm saying, getting killed at Roscoe's. It bothered me. I'm like, and I'm like, damn, when did this shit, when this shit go? And that's when I felt like that day I was like, oh, this shit got to end. This shit weak. I'm glad you talked about it because we definitely wanted you to ask me about anything about how it can end, how we can help it and all that. So everybody hate this check-in shit, right? I say check-in, call-in, tap-in. It's in the same category. Whichever term you want to use, it's still the same thing. It's important that you do that. Nigga, I do that. When I go to Atlanta, I call my nigga. Hey, bro, I'm here. Where y'all at? When I go to New York, I don't call the rappers from New York. I call the Crips that are from New York. Hey, look, I'm finna come in. I'm finna go deal with Dave East and all them, but I'm staying over here. What's up? I go to Houston or anybody I know, I tap in anywhere I go because everybody politics is different. And that's about it. They, they love us, but they also don't like us because we think we run everything everywhere when it comes to the gang culture. So what I did find out is he felt comfortable because that wasn't his first time. He didn't been there 20, 30 times already. So he's comfortable with going over there. I still feel like he probably didn't let nobody know that he was going over there because he felt like it's cool. I've been here this many times. Ain't nobody did nothing. I probably know people. And something happened. But you just never know what people be getting into behind the scenes. Because then they trying to bring out all these clips of him getting into with different individuals, which I don't know nothing about. But as far as that, he should have had somebody there, though, with him. Especially when you, when you bring your girl and your kids involved, even though his kids weren't there. But when your girl and your kids, that's the number one rule, is they safety first. I don't care if I'm good in a certain hood or a concert. Pooh don't even like for us to bring our women around, unless we know it's a controlled environment, right? So, because guess what we got to do? I can't be Eastside K-Boy, the rapper. I got to be K-Boy, the nigga, you know what I mean, who is protecting his woman. And I got to make sure that she's okay and whoever she brings. So now I end up turning into the personal bodyguard. But that's what I'm saying. Like, this is where I'm saying this shit got to stop. Not just for gangbangers. Just period. For this period, just black niggas in general. Like, oh, yeah. what the fuck are you niggas 
doing? What do you want? You want my chain? You want the? You bad because I got a fly fit on? Like you, you, you hate? No, I mean, yeah, you yeah, like that's cool. Like you can have some type of jealousy, some type of envy, but you want to kill me? Nah, like bro, you it's... niggas, this shit is getting out of hand. It's like I know the South Central, even you know everybody, every good is bad, but. We killing each other like off crazy. Like bro, the police ain't gotta right kill one or two niggas. You feel right me? Right here, bro. Some mentality. Yeah, like niggas, niggas is taught self hate, self hate. That's why I said in the beginning, bro. We only do what we taught, nigga. If your mama taught you how to put on your shoe, right shoe first, you gonna do that for the rest of your life because that's how you was taught. If you have to put on your sweats, and we teach our kids, you got kids, I got kids, but I told them, hey, put your your right foot in your sweats first. That's how you put on your pants. They're gonna do that. So the new cowboy coming. And the image is changing. Is the, is the message changing? Are yeah. you telling niggas that shit? No, man. Shit like this is the biggest thing that you could do. Because they tell me this all the time, man. I'm getting better with it. I got to learn. They like, bro, you a shallow rapper, but you a deep individual. So the conversation that we having, people going to be surprised that I'm probably talking like this and I'm giving up so much information and all that. They probably like, damn. Yeah, I'm not ignorant. I'm not dumb. In the long shot, you feel me? But at the end of the day, I still did dumb shit, and I made dumb decisions before. So I feel like life is a learning experience, and you, nigga, experience is the biggest thing ever. I got shot, right? So you want to talk to me about if, you know what I mean? I don't put that on nobody. If somebody else got shot, you shouldn't talk to a man that just is great at doing lectures and talk to them. You want to talk to me because I've been shot. I'm going to give you this game and this experience that I went through. Hey, man, this is how you could probably have to heal. These are the medicines they're going to give you. This is what you need to do. All that. So experience is like something that you can't teach. You have to go through something. So, yeah, the new K-Boy is telling everybody, like, yeah, bro, this shit is weak. This is stupid. You know what I mean? And it's sad, though. I'll tell a nigga, see safe, stay prayed up, and I love you all in one sentence. Because it's crazy like that. You got to do all of them. And watch your ass. That's the new saying. Now, explain the new K-Boy to me. You know what I'm saying? You from the east side, young nigga, fired up. Decided to start rapping. Shit happened to you. Get shot. Brother got killed. Still cripping. This crip. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Depressed. Suicidal thoughts. All the shit bring you down. You pick yourself back up. You know what I'm saying? But explain the new K-Boy and what you're doing now. You feel me? Like, to let this motherfucking industry know you coming, like, in a real way. What I've been doing lately is I got this whole situation with Shockaware. So the new cable is more business orientated and learning that everything don't need a reaction. Like, you know, it's the internet world. Just because somebody say something on the internet, I don't got to go back at them. I ain't got to prove nothing or so anything. So if a nigga say fuck cable right now, you ain't. I'm going to laugh. <laughs> I, might, I might put the laughing emoji. I mean, no, because the internet... They might say fuck K-Boy But then if they don't press that button They start pressing other buttons And they try to get to shit that really hurt you So you, how do you like How do you react to that as a new K-Boy Cause you, can't, you, can't, you really can't react To the internet You really can't And I don't take the, uh, the internet lightly Like a lot of people say man it's just the internet It's just for fun of the game Now it's real we watch niggas die on the internet We watch niggas die on live Watch niggas get shot on the internet a lot of internet things are driven to niggas getting killed, right? But guess what? That's everybody responding to everything. If you talking to me right now and you asking questions, I don't say nothing. This ain't no interview. You just talking. Yeah. It ain't no interview. 
And it's not going to get put up. Because it's like, what the fuck did you even come for if you ain't going to say nothing? So everything don't need a response and a reaction. And that's cool. That's that K-boy that's learning that. Because sometimes I get fired up and I still be wanting because I'm human. But like I said, on a business aspect and rap, yes, I'm rapping. But the message do got to change. I'm still going to give you harsh reality because I'm still in the ghetto. I still see a lot of things that's happening. So I'm still going to report that in the type of music I do. I'm not glorifying. I'm just reporting what's going on. I'm not saying that I'm necessarily doing that at this moment, but I'm seeing that happen at this moment. So I'm learning how to articulate that better. And like I said, um, learning how to be more in-depth musically instead of just being this type of person. When you see me and have this conversation, we had this dialogue, then it's like, damn, bro, you really think like that? But Damn, when I heard this record, you made me think that you was out here, nigga, knocking all your ops down. It's not like that. I'm just telling you from experience of what's been going on. So the business, K-Boy, which I got back to the Shaka where they believe in this black man. I went to Shaka, bro, for a billboard and T-shirts. That's what I went for. That ended up turning into me being the creative director for Shockerware. That means anything urban or creativity I have input in, and urban goes through me. You cannot have a meet with these owners without coming through K-Boy. And even when we sit down at the round table, they always say, we're going to talk to K-Boy and we'll get back to you. That makes me feel great. That they trust me. They trust my opinion. They trust my thought process and everything. We got a lot going on over there. So... It was just a warehouse. I came over there. I had a vision. My vision is being uh, put into fruition right now at Shaga. So I'm about to do a podcast over there. We about to have a basketball court. I got the white wall where I started some new platform for rappers. So if y'all need another platform to come on, it's called the Shaga Style, where you come up, you do your freestyles like everybody else do. Push your, push your single that you're pushing right now. I'll get you on the show. You know what I mean? So I started that. They built me an office over there, bro. What are you doing? What are you doing as far as music right now? In music, let me stop you because I seen you on niggas bringing you out on a couple. You know what I'm saying? Stages, yeah. doing your thing, crip walking. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I still got, I still got my I'm walks. Like, I'm like, my nigga, crip walking on stage again. <laughs> yeah, this is a happy walks. time out yeah. here. You I feel still me? got my walks, but musically. I'm in the, I'm in a good space, man. I got three offers right now. I probably yeah. had like one and a half when I was young. I got three offers right now, and they not no little no little boy offers. But we still got to make the right decisions. So, you know, I've been, you know, me and Poop been going back and forth with some with some good people, man, to see how we gonna put this music out. But I really just been doing a lot of music, bro, to just um. So when I'm ready to let this motherfucker come out, people gonna be they gonna be like, damn. And they going to love it, too, bro. Like, at the end of the day, and I'm trying to keep the balance of I'm a little older now, but I still I still mess with these young dudes, and they fuck with me, so that's cool. So I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to keep this balance. Yeah, because do you, do you keep your image, like, a little younger? Like, you know, because, like, YG, like, YG changing with the times as far as his image. Like, my nigga fly, you feel me? Little crop on, you know what I'm saying? Like, would you ever go that far doing that as far not, as your image? I'm not doing that. But <laughs> why not? Cut, get your shit together. We'll no, see no, what it do. No, no, but look, I'm gonna wear a drop shoulder T-shirt. <laughs> get your fashion cracking, you yeah. Me? Look, the shoe Louis, game is Louis, yeah. y'all. You feel me? 
the shoes is Louis, you feel me? Yeah. Feel me? And I'm just representing the brand that, that that's helping me be a, a, a extraordinary black businessman. So everything I got on the shocker from the t-shirt, you thought these were Levi's. These shocker jeans. Crazy. Oh. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. They nah. coming with some quality shit too. Nah, I ain't they got, gonna lie. They, they, got, did, they, they got, got the shit. They, they got, got the shit. They got great quality though, bro. But um musically, um, y'all gonna be excited. When I drop, and y'all gonna be like, oh, we need this. Cause I feel like it's a space that's missing, especially in LA. Um, I know people wanna have fun. You know what I mean? People wanna dance and all that shit, but everything ain't fun. Life is not fun. So, what space you think you finna fit in? I feel like I could spit in a space where, uh, well, fit in the space rather that I can have a balance. Like I was just saying this on my live the other day, right? You need, I'm a positive person, but you need to start your core, right? You need a battery. You gotta put it on the positive and the negative. If you without that, the car not gonna start. So same thing with life. You gotta have a balance. What artists out here right now you think got that balance? Uh out here? Yeah, that's just, you know, like, you know, the West Coast as far as uh these new artists don't. Yeah, I can't say the homies. I, I yeah, can't say the homies because they like dot is just here on the whole other world. Yeah, yeah, it's over with. So right now, the niggas that's coming out right now, the new artists. Oh. Um. I'm always giving niggas they flowers. That's the type of nigga I am. I ain't nobody never gave me my flowers. I shouldn't say nobody name on this damn interview. <laughs> if it was up to pool, he'd be like, he probably outside like this right now. Like, don't say nobody. I mean, but nah, you nah, just said you, Kalen for real, for real. He nah, doing his thing. Nah, Kalen, that's little bro. He doing yeah. his thing. He doing his thing. I really like Blast, bro. Blast, uh, Blast album is ridiculous. And we've been on Blast forever since he been a young nigga. You feel me? I told yeah. Blast, is it cool? I still little bro you? Can I little bro you? You got, you <laughs> yeah, got big, you doing your thing. You got big man, big man, big man bank account. So kind of little bro, he started laughing. I was in the studio the other day. But I really want, like what Blast is doing. Uh, Zoe on some east side. Zoe Summer, you know, for the east side. I got to push it for the east side. I had, a, I had Cud in here doing yeah. his thing. Yeah, we was chopping yeah. it down. He got Fuck a turkey. Man, man, I got two homies from our section that's about to pop. You know what I mean? Tiny Gotti. And Lil Let Loose, so, man, look out for them. I got two little homies from my section that's going to get cracking. Cut name is Lil Let Loose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we fuck with you, Lil Let Loose, cut. I'm, I'm laughing, but, yeah, that's yeah. turned up, homie. But you know who I want to work with, though? Yeah. Everybody think I know him. I said this in another interview. So, bro, you reach out, because I know everybody around you. I know niggas from your hood and all that. I want to fuck with Bino. I think Bino hard. You know it's hard. And how I, you? How do you not come in contact with this nigga? Man, I don't know. He must be moving the way I need to move because it looked like he reachable, but it ain't. Cause I don't know the nigga. And I'm surprised. I know he got to know of me, bro. It's like if I reached out. LA, I reached out. I'm like, man, come up here. I want to fuck with you. Yeah. You know, I'm like, what you doing? You know, good my good peoples. He answered like, shit, I'm chilling. And then I was like, I want to come. You know, fuck with me in the interview me. And he just was like, shame on you. Just stop answering. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but everybody say, yeah, out here. Nah, <laughs> I know a lot of niggas around him, so um, I think. Going back to the question where he, it's a balance because he's doing his melodic thing, but we know where he's from, too, and he's still keeping it, you know what I mean, gangster for his culture and for his section. So, But, man, look at his shows, man. Sold out. You feel me? And on the on the Hispanic side, because they cracking right now. Like, the Hispanics cracking. I think I'm going to start doing, like, EPs with them. Like, I ain't even going to lie to you, bro. These niggas cracking in their own space. Popping. You feel me? Uh, what's the uh, money sign? Sway, he mm -hmm. hard. Uh, Swifty Blue, he crazy. That's my nigga though. Everybody didn't like his interview, but I said, bro, he was telling the truth. He ain't saying he ain't fuck with niggas. Yeah, he just said, nigga, what I need to get signed to them for? 
You know what I mean? So you agree with that? So you agree with my nigga coming on here and saying, I don't want to sign with blacks? Man, man, I don't have no problem with it. Because guess what? He probably like, look, we we got the labels too. We got independent labels. No, I'm going to just really tell you niggas the truth. <laughs> you black niggas, just, you niggas don't know what the fuck y'all doing half of the time. You know what I'm saying? Well, he probably like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, like, nigga, what the fuck? I ain't fucking with you niggas, nah, man. guess what, though? Guess what they do have that we always be lacking? Structure. Yeah. And niggas know that. And I ain't never even been to the pen, but my homies tell me, brother used to tell me all the time. They, they gotta got to go structure. to the pen. Go to the county. Yeah, you can got, see it right there. Yeah, like, what the fuck? Structure, right? Yeah. So even with this, you could tell they move with structure. Like, look at all they people. Look, man, they will sell out by themselves. We don't really do that because guess what? We go to a blast concert, it ain't 80% nigga anyway. Tiger, it ain't 80% nigga. Kendrick, it ain't 80% nigga. So, what are we doing wrong? So, that's what I'm trying to learn as an artist, too. What am I doing wrong not to let them join my world? Because right now, I just got the ghetto. You feel me? And that's good, too, because I love my people. But at the end of the day, we want everybody to come in. You know what I mean? To get some of this Eastside K-Boy. I want my shows to be like that, too. Me fucking with Tiger. When you don't see me fucking with Cud, what's the first thing that come to your mind? Realistically, since you my boy, that y'all don't fuck around. That is tension. That is a problem. Who you think started it? I ain't gonna lie, I think you did, <laughs> <laughs> Y'all niggas is crazy, bro. Like, you, but you what? one of the most genuine niggas I know. Genuine people that I, I know. <laughs> Come on. You cool as a motherfucking fan. I told you, you changed the whole dynamic of the energy when you came in. Yeah. Me and all my folks, we talking about serial killing movies that we been watching. <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. You came in and had everybody cracking up. So your energy is great. I love it. People don't know T Real, man. He's one of the dopest people in the world. But yeah, nigga, you probably was like, nigga, kid, what's up with you, Groove? You ain't trying to mean. Send me with you. She <laughs> gave that you? perception yeah. of us, man. We look, cool, man. That's crazy because that'd be the perception of me. And I'd be like, I'm the coolest nigga in the room. You see how I changed that up, though? I- I'm sober. So when I'm in the club, everybody think I'm tripping because I'm sober. Because I ain't everybody. Everybody, ah, popping shit and and ah. And I'm like this. Because I'm like, ooh, y'all don't see. It's 17 niggas that just walked in. And whatever we throwing up, they don't like it. But I'm sober. So they think I'm tripping. Hey, boy, man, why you not smiling, man? Everybody comes in, man. You always tripping. No, I'm sober. That's all that is. So the perception, I'm just wild. I'm really the coolest nigga in the room, though. You you one of the coolest niggas in the room. Nah, man, y'all just probably had a disagreement that really, you know what I mean? It ain't my business, but... I put it to you like this, from what I seen outside looking in. Ghetto ass nigga from where you from. Got an opportunity to travel the world. You don't rap at all. You made the best out of your situation. You started businesses. You got the shit cracking with your wifey. Y'all became an item where niggas is like goals. Y'all couple goals. Beautiful children. Big ass house. You feel me? All that. But I'm not saying that you didn't do it yourself, but I know by dealing with him, it got it got you the access to do what you had to do. Because before that, only access we had was the block. There was nothing. I no, I didn't real. even go to San Diego. Bitch, I was, <laughs> no, I was done for the night. No, you feel me? So yeah. I feel like that you just, you know, you seized the moment. 
Now, what happened between y'all? Can y'all fix it? I hope y'all could, but, you know, that's between y'all two, fool. I ain't finna yeah, get yeah, your yeah, 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 you can't. Can. I'm just asking because these motherfuckers here think I'm like, I'm some fucked up nigga, but I'm changing, I'm changed, but they like, we got to watch this nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Nah, it's just because you vocal. When you vocal yeah. and you blunt, people always think, nigga, that you just a terrible person. Yeah, Dude, Like I tell you, I'm going to keep bringing them I'm up. I'm a Gemini, nigga. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know, you you're Virgo. Yeah, I'm a Gemini, you feel yeah. me? Yeah, it's gone. But, you know, as far as the music, man, have you ever um, stepped into the studio and be like, you know, you trying to use your relationships for a verse? You know, this motherfucker, he a little bigger. He bigger now. You been knowing him and the motherfucker tell you no. They don't tell me no. I don't know why they don't tell me no. But sometimes it ain't have You know, usually I can get a verse from anybody. Yeah. <laughs> I remember back in the day, niggas was like, man, this nigga K wouldn't get a verse from Jay-Z right now. They'd be like, he, you just put the wrong people on the songs. They're like, this nigga put nigga Jay-Z on the song with Salsa Walk. <laughs> 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 just because you can. Yeah. But uh, they haven't told me no, but <laughs> I ain't got it. So yeah. they, they hit me with the, with the rapper shit. No, 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 big bro, for sure. Come on, bro. I got you. I got you. That's that's rapper talk, but it's cool. I'll be like, look, everybody in different spaces right now. You got to remember, like, T-Real know this. Where the camera's at? T-Real know this. Whatever camera you're looking at, they yeah. hitting you. Before all y'all favorite rappers, y'all favorite rappers, it was me. It was K-Boy. I was popping before all these niggas. But I know it's not what you did, it's what you doing. But just remember that. So when they in a different space right now, they probably looking at me like, oh, this nigga need us now. Yeah. Yeah, nigga. This ain't 2009 no more, nigga. Mark ass. Yeah. Nigga. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I got that yeah. nigga now. Yeah. But a lot of people just say, you know, a lot of people just use me for my street influence, man. And you know what I mean? And so they can maneuver. But, you know, it's a new day. You think you can adapt, though, to what's going on right now? Because it's streaming. You know what I'm saying? You got to hop on the, you know, we're you got to hop on the internet. You got to do your thing. You no, feel me? No, we learning. I have no choice but to adapt. I have no choice but to evolve. But yeah. we're learning, though, because we still hand in hand. Now. I, I still want to give niggas a CDs. You feel me? But we know it's streaming. You know what I mean? So we just make them collected items. You know what I mean? Because that's where we come from, out the trunk. And pulling up to every swap meet and all that because I feel like it's more valuable. I think these niggas got it easy. Just like how we go back, I I relate music in the streets the same, right? Um, the generation after me, I feel like they got it easy. The generation before me, feel like my generation got it easy in the streets. Like ah, oh, y'all got it easy. I mean, we wasn't even wearing red or none of that, and then got slapped for all that, right? Musically, same thing. Like bro, you ain't never had five hundred thousand people go to the store to buy your record. You ain't never had a million, but you ain't never had 10,000 Imagine people. that. That's what I'm saying. And I feel like if we if we took it back to that, they said, man, fuck streaming. We finna put CDs back in cars, CDs totally. in there. I bet you all, everybody that's streaming well now ain't even going to get that love. It's easy to just go in there and just, first of all, what a stream is, what, what, 10 seconds or so? I might not even like it, but I just gave you a stream. I actually have to like it and love it to go purchase it. So I'm not going to the store on some maybe I might like it. Hopefully, I'm going to like this CD or this tape. Nah, you actually loved it or liked it, so that's why you're about to go spend your hard-earned money for that. Do you feel like you can kind of pick up where you left off? I mean, because I know it's hard as a motherfucker, and right now... You got you you in that you in that you know what I'm saying you in that uh circle of like you go OG motherfucker 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and then a motherfucker called me up the other day. I got hot. I'm like, bitch, I ain't no hot. But I'm hey, like, nigga, when I'm man, looking, man, I'm like, damn, I am old. Hey, huh? one of my boys did text me like, what's up, huh? I'm like, nigga, I'm like, this what? ain't my real nephew. You I'm, mean, not, uh? I'm not trying to be an unk right now. I'm not ready. You know what I'm saying? Don't put the I'm unk cool. on I'm me cool right now. I'm cool with the big bro. I'm cool with the big yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, big, yeah, big bro me or whatever the case may be. But, you know, how you how you think you going to get in there, man? Not, uh... It's not it's not easy. When I say it's not easy, because I just started over from the beginning so many times. But I feel like I'm in a great space right now. I just told my people, like, look, bro, we're gonna tap into our audience. We're gonna make them core listeners, core fans, and we're gonna deal with that. It's something that Nip said to Rance about having ten thousand loyal fans. You'll be all right. You'll be all right. 10,000 loyal fans, you could probably make over a million dollars a year, bro. If you got 10,000 loyal fans between... How do you determine if you got 10,000 loyal fans? You're going to know because if you put out something, you're going to see the mark. The numbers don't lie. You're going to see the 10,000 threshold. Like, oh, it's always we always knocking that 10,000, 11,000 mark. You're going to know because the numbers are going to tell you. So if you know that, okay, I got 10,000 loyal fans, they're going to do whatever I... I, I say, which as far as buy merch, come get this product, support whatever I'm doing, come out to this show, you're going to be all right. You know, back then, we, we of course, we want to be global. We want the masses to fuck with us. But we such in a, in a, in a digital space that look what the dude, what's his name, Russell, look at him from the Bay. Look what he doing. He got a fan, a core fan base where he do shows in his backyard of his mama house. That's crazy. And they come. Yeah, it's probably just 300 people, but guess what? I don't know how much the ticket is to get in there. They buying merch. They buying a piece of vinyl. And they paying for the experience. He ain't did no sold out, packed out shows with 10,000 people. He is becoming some type of dope, young, innovative person from the Bay Area. Where it's like, damn, now I want to try to do something similar because he didn't already did the backyard now what can i do where i can invite like 200 people that i know that i can get those 200 people to come to yeah. come deal with me what's your plan yeah i don't know yet i yeah. honestly don't know you ain't figured it out yet not yet and i'm gonna be honest <laughs> but it's getting there though bro it's really getting there though and i just think that me using my, my partners at shockerware is going to be beneficial for me because of the merch type of stuff because of the clothing like i'm gonna get into a space where you know they, they granted me where they said, bro, if you come up with an idea, with a di- with a cut of a something, we rocking with it. Yeah. So that's dope. And I feel like that put me ahead of the game when it comes to being on the business aspect. Because music is easy. I can really outwrap all these niggas out here. So Pooh, uh if yo so if the music don't work, we just gonna blame Pooh. <laughs> 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 we blaming you, cuz you out there get on your shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, nah, fool got it cracking, man. We, <laughs> nah, we got it cracking. Nah, um, nah, but just doing different things, bro. I'm just knowing that, man. It's nothing cliche about when they say, man, you need like seven to eight sources of income, bro. Yeah, music can't be the only source, but you see how goofy we are. People probably don't know that this is our personality. Another thing is we need to be in front of these cameras, but bigger. You know what I mean? You know, I'm working on uh, being a part of a soundtrack. I got my young homie outside right now. His name is Steven Young, one of the dopest singers that y'all gonna ever hear. He's from New York. He's from the Bronx. 
Got my boy K Twist with him. He produced with him. He's a producer and engineer. Dope, dope as hell. They from New York, bro. So it's like, um, we got some things in the work. He's actually doing the whole soundtrack. So that means I get to be a part of it. For a movie named Bosco, do it out of Compton. It's gonna be real big. You got Tyrese, Vivica, all the top notch people in the movie. So my boy actually doing the whole soundtrack. So we getting into stuff like that. So and just being a part of movies and trying to write screenplays and being like that. I'm about to start some right now. I ain't going to give too much information. Well, I'm going to just be dropping short films. You feel me? Like, we get into all different type of spaces. Yes, music is one thing, but it's bigger than that. Like, man, I'm trying to just be one of these dope black entrepreneurs for real, for real, bro. Like, a black businessman that really came from nothing. Now you can see that it's possible. Like, we have to change that narrative. And everybody want to bring Nip up all the time, but we not. It's like he left the blueprint and nobody's really paying attention to it. Like, bro, you can really be a businessman. Nobody really dealt and messed with his music until bro passed away. And that's just the honest to God truth, except people like us, his peers that really was in, in, his, in his loyal fan base. But the world messed with his business savvy, though, for sure. Like, why? It was respected. For yeah, sure. Yeah, so, I mean, if bro left the blueprint and he didn't make it up, he watched, before, you know, the Founder Fathers before, like the Masterpiece and all that, like the E-40, the game. The game has, you know what I mean, the game is to be sold to be told and all that type of stuff. But, man, these, when you give the game up, bro, do not be selfish, man. Give it up. Let somebody that's uh, under a generation know that it's, it's possible to make something out of yourself, bro. And we don't have to always got to play ball or rap. You feel me? Being a businessman is dope. We need me. We need more businessmen. We need more doctors. We need more lawyers. We need all that. We need more uh, engineers. We need more coders. We need all that. We need a nigga to own a no jumper. You feel me? Oh God, for real. You looking at him? No, I, I see it. I think Adam gave you the keys. <laughs> yeah, he gave it to me. You went eighty, and he I'm gave proud me a of couple. Y'all. Me, he gave me a couple keys. You, yeah. know what I'm <laughs> you get to open up a couple yeah, of these doors here. Yeah, AD got a few more keys. Yeah. I got a couple keys. We in this bitch, though. You feel me? Nah, but no, for real. I'm proud of y'all. Y'all proud of me. I'm proud of y'all because y'all made something happen. And I'm proud of AD too because he like shit. He rapped too, but he like man. I found something else that you know. Because at the end of the day, it's about changing uh, our situation. And if rap wasn't changing our situation fast enough, he dove into something else. And, man, like I said, man, he got a beautiful family. You know what I mean? He get to drive nice whips and all that. Man, that shit is motivating. We shouldn't want to take another nigga's chain and his car and all that type of shit because he got it. That should be motivation to the streets to be like, hey, man, I could do that too. Or if you really want to be better than them, motivate should be better. Like, oh, you got the Rolex on? I need a paddock, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, Okay. Yeah, my nigga got the beamer outside. Well, shit, nigga, I want the Lambo. I shouldn't be like, yeah, I want your keys. I want your watch. We got to get out of that. That shit old now. Yeah, we got to get out of that. Yeah, that shit old now. So, but, you know, before we get out of here, you feel me? I want niggas to really know, you know, what you're doing now. You know what I'm saying? Where they can find you. Like you said, I know you already explained it, but, you know, get these niggas the social links and shit. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Eastside K-Boy, man. Make sure you add the Eastside in front of K-Boy. Instagram is Eastside underscore K-Boy. Everything else is Eastside K-Boy. Man, I can't. I, I'm not hard to find. You know me, man. I'm out here. When they say I'm outside, I'm really outside. But I'm outside handling business, though, bro. So, man, I'm, a, I'm on a different path. I'm really for my people. And I, you know, I want the east side to win, man. I'm doing this for the for the east side, the whole east side, but really my section of Low Bottoms, man, where I'm from, man, Gilbert Lindsay Park. I'm doing it for all my people right there because, 
man, it just looked like nothing is possible. You feel me? Just, you know, from somebody being in the area, and I'll be looking at my little homies, and I'm like, man, they got so much more time, but they don't think they do. So when they see me do stuff like this, and I know they fans and no jumper and all that, I know I, I can motivate them to do something else. And everybody don't rap. Maybe I can motivate them and be like, you know what, I'm going to go back to school, man, and give me a trade and try to start my own business. So that's what I'm here for, man. I'm for my people. You know what I mean? Everything ain't perfect. This ain't Pleasantville. You know what I mean? This is the world. So I don't think shit ain't going to ever stop, but I feel like we can yellow light this motherfucker and slow it down. Yeah. I mean, I'm here to try to help slow it down, bro, because there's too many niggas losing their lives for no reason. So, you know, you I, I'm I, usually when motherfucker come on here, I, I have a couple messy questions, but I ain't gonna get at you like that. But I, no, I am gonna. Ask, I, <laughs> 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 no, it, it's cool though. You ain't gotta. I'm saying you ever beat up any rappers? Man, I ain't gonna tell you who want me to do it. Are you lying like a motherfucker. Nah, if you nah, tell me right now, you nah. beat up a nigga right now, cuz. Hey, I would look. I would. You, you could just go back then. No, back no, back when? Who no, you beat up? Cuz no, who you beat up? No. No, I need to know you. I no. know you beat him. Please nah, tell you beat no, him. No, if up. we did, I would have said it right Turn now, so up. it could have been in the uh, the you subtitle, so I could have went viral. Cowboy beat up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but I know what I. But you know what? I help a lot of niggas beat up a lot of niggas. So if y'all watching, <laughs> nigga Kendrick and Dude Dog can vouch for this. Yeah, somebody tried to put their hands on Musa in a club in Long Beach back in the day, and I got off first. Boom. So, yeah. We ended that right there. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to my TDE niggas. They know what's happening. I love y'all. Make sure y'all go, go go to back on fig. You feel me? Fuck with me. Some for the ladies. Go to sosorella.com. You know what I'm saying? Use my code T-R-E-L-L. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? No jumper, nigga. We up out of here. Go on. Yeah, he's out.